Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think everything that worked very well over the last decade is going to be terrible this decade. That's typically how it works. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. If you're looking to create a bulletproof trading plan, then you need to get the Bullish Power Cheat Sheet. This holds the secrets that you've been looking for. You can get it completely for free at 10minutestocktrader.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and watch all of our past episodes. Hey there, traders. Welcome to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, Brett Heath. Brett is the president and CEO and director at Metella Royalty and Streaming. And uh, Brett is an expert in the field of macroeconomics, and I'm excited to, to learn more about what he does over at Metella Royalty, as well as his projections for 2023. Brett, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So if you don't mind, could you give us a little background about yourself and your company and, and uh, what y'all do over there? Yes. Yeah, so I've been involved in the commodities business and the capital markets for over two decades. Uh, our business at Metalla Royalty, what we do is we buy uh, royalties, which uh, for your for your listeners, what these are uh, when they're paired with uh, primarily gold and silver mining assets, which is what we give our shareholders exposure to are what they are, are these interests. They're, um, you know, one, two, 3% on these mines. They're non-dilutive and they're free carried, meaning there's no further capital outlay uh, required for, um, for the royalty holder. And uh, once they go into production, they go in for perpetuity and it's top line cash flow. So they're really incredible uh, assets when you're dealing with, uh, periods of high inflation, for example, they're not exposed to uh, the, the typical kind of cost um, increases that you get in the mining business or other types of businesses. And um, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're really the, the gift they keep on giving because if you buy royalties on proven geological trends that are being advanced by some of the larger mining companies, uh, then what happens is, is these companies continue to spend more money on these assets. They find more gold, they make discoveries, uh, and all of that value is captured under the royalty, whether it's one, two, 3%, um, you know, whatever the contract states for. Interesting. So based on the way you described it, that would be, I'm just trying to equivalent this, uh, to, to my, my lay mind here, uh, like a franchise model. Would you say so? So like you're buying a piece of the franchise in a, a gold or silver mine? Close, close. It's, um, it's, it's, it, what it is, is it just to give an example, if there's a mine that's doing, let's say a hundred thousand ounces a year and, uh, this mine, um, you've got a 1% royalty on top of this mine, the royalty covers the entire property that this gold is being pulled out of. So what would happen, the royalty holder would, re- would receive, it's a 1% royalty 
100,000 ounces, they would get 1,000 ounces a year. And that would go into perpetuity. So even if they find more gold on that property, um, as long as that mine continues on for it, you get that 1% as the royalty holder. Um, and so what we do is we buy lots of these royalties. Currently, Metal has got 85 different royalties and streams that cover a variety of different jurisdictions, different proven geological trends, different operators. And so we provide a really uh, diversified pool of assets um, at various different stages. Some assets are in the exploration phase, some are in the development phase where they're being advanced towards production. And then some of those are in production currently generating revenue. Hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Okay. So tell me, um, tell me more about what, uh, what your 2023 outlooks are looking like out there. Cause I know 2022 definitely rocked a lot of people. They thought everything was going to be back to easy money after 2020 and 2021. And then, uh, basically the market in all directions slapped people in the face and, uh, told them how to respect risk. What do you, uh, what do you see out there for 2023? Well, we see more more volatility, that's for sure. <clears throat> and uh, you know, one one theme is that we think stagflation will continue through this year, and we think it will pull back very modestly, uh, given the significant increase in, in interest rates that occurred over the last year. Um, but we think it will be just a very modest pullback, and the world is kind of set um, to deal with you know, what is really double digit inflation or pretty close to it um, for the foreseeable future. Um, so that's going to have an impact. That's going to have an impact on, on businesses, on costs. Um, it creates a lot of geopolitical volatility is what we're seeing right now. Um, <clears throat> so th there's a lot of problems that that can happen. And when, when, when you've got the U.S. dollar at these rates, the U.S. dollar is basically connected to almost every currency on the planet. And the central bank of the U.S. kind of acts as kind of a global central bank, if you will. And so a lot of the different actions that the U.S. central bank will take, you know, the others have to follow. And um, and so I think we'll see more continued stagflation. I think we're going to see more continued volatility uh, and the smooth sailing that that, you know, happened over the better part of last decade is, is probably behind us for the near term. Interesting. So you mentioned stagflation and, uh, you know, when you combine stagflation, we're talking about unemployment. We're talking about inflation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And where do you see the labor market at over the next 12 months or so? Well, the, the thing the thing is, is that what we're seeing right now is uh, a contraction in the economy. So the interest rates are going up. There's a lot of liquidity that's being sucked out. A lot of the free money that was floating around during the pandemic days has been brought back. Um, if you look at a number of different types of uh, financial metrics, I mean, you look at you know, credit card debts are making all-time highs. You're seeing real estate come down. You're seeing tons of layoffs from uh, various different sectors. And so, um, you know, the labor market is contracting. 
the labor costs are still remaining high uh, and it's very, very difficult to bring down actual costs on, on labor. So, you know, the, the stagflation effect, I think, again, it, it will continue. Um, we're seeing that across the mining industry and um, in other sectors as well. You know, you mentioned earlier about um, about rates and, and how we've had so many increases in rates and we're all feeling that pain with the rates going up. Where do you think rates will be going? Uh, I had somebody ask me this earlier today. They were like, well, do you think we're going to have any more 50 basis point hikes? And I'm like, I don't I don't think so. I, I think that would upset more uh, than than what the, the Fed is looking to do. But where do you see this going? And do you think we're going to hit a soft landing? I don't I don't see a soft landing in, in the cards, unfortunately. Uh, in regards to rates, it's it's tough to say. I mean, the the, the Fed has been given quite a bit of um, guidance on this. I mean, they, they really have been doing kind of what they uh, you know say they're going to do. So, I mean, I think the rates, the increases will be more modest, um, probably a little bit less frequent. But at the very least, um, unless we see a very significant, um, you know, type of economic crash or, or, or some other type of event where um, there, there, there's a, you know, a real reason for them to reverse. I think that the rates will remain high um, for for some time. Mm, yeah, I agree. And now let's say that you're an investor in this market right now. You've you've managed to wait out losing 20% of your money in 2022. Where are you looking to put that for 2023 and beyond? Well, I think, I mean, a, a big part of it is liquidity. You want to have some liquidity during these volatile times. Uh, that, that I think is first and foremost. Obviously, cash is a tough one right now because, I mean, over the last couple of years, you lost quite a bit um, sitting in cash, but it, liquidity is still very, very important. Um, and then, you know, year to year, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to see exactly what's going to happen. I mean, uh, the, the bigger, broader long-term trends is what we focus on. And, you know, we build businesses around these long-term trends to give investors a way to be able to not only protect themselves, but kind of capitalize on these trends. Um, and the, the one area that I think will work really well through the rest of this decade is real assets, mainly commodities. We think gold and silver is going to play a very important role within the commodity complex. And if you can find a vehicle that has, uh, you know, that's protected against inflationary pressures, which is what we have on the royalty, you know, again, if, if the price of, of gold goes up, the price of silver goes up, we get 1% off the top. It's almost 100% margin. So even if energy costs are going up, labor costs are going up, all the other input costs are going up within the mining business, and let's say their margins have squeezed, even though the gold or silver price is higher, we get it right off the top. So we're not exposed to those inflationary pressures. And so you can have a vehicle um, that can capture uh, the inflation over time, um, but yet you're still keeping that that margin. So commodities, I think, over this next decade are going to be a great place to be. Again, real assets in general, productive businesses in general are going to be great places to be. I think everything that worked very well over the last decade is going to be terrible this decade. That's typically how it works. So, you know, we, we would avoid, uh, you know, big tech um the FANG stocks, everything that worked very, very well 
um, from kind of 2010 to 2020. Uh, you know, I think I think people need to kind of shift their focus and be like, okay, we're in a different type of period. We're in a different type of environment. Um, and in the beginning of these, there, you, you know, investors like to kind of cling on to their past. That that's what they can remember in regards to performance. And, and we think that's a mistake. I think commodities will be the place to be. Um, you know, again, the royalty business is a really small uh, kind of piece of the overall uh, resource sector, but it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal type of asset. Uh, and um, there are companies like Metalla all the way up to uh, $20, 30000000000 billion companies that are in this business. And so, you know, all of them would be very good vehicles, I think, to write out uh, the stagflation period that I think we're in right now. Excellent. Well, Brett, thank you so much for coming on and uh, really explaining what you and your company do, as well as uh, some of the economic outlook that we've got coming up for us. I know this is definitely trying times for a lot of people out there and uh, investors are definitely looking for new assets to uh, take advantage of. So, Brett, thank you so much for uh, for coming on. And where's the best place to learn more about Metalla? Best place is just go to the website. It's Metalla uh, Royalty Metalla, just spelled just like that on my hat and uh, royalty.com, uh, or you can Google search Metal Royalty and go to our website. You can see all of the different assets um, and uh, how the business works. There's a great kind of intro exp explanation video. So that's a great place to start. And if you need more information, there's ways to contact uh, the company from there. Wonderful. Well, Brett, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Hey, by the way, don't forget, you need to get the Bullish Power Cheat Sheet. And it's totally free over at 10MinuteStockTrader.com.